0: Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan, this is your host Dan. Now before we start, let me just tell you that we are starting a new season right now, so get ready, because we have a lot of amazing people coming to the show. In the meantime, enjoy this episode, keep having an amazing rest of the day or evening, of course, depending where you are, but also, if it is your birthday, let me just wish you an amazing, incredible happy birthday, and again, thank you so much for listening to it, and I'll see you in the next one. We got it. Hey, man. we got it. Finally, I mean, you know how technology is sometimes. You know, it happens. Well, I know how it is with me.
1: It's uh, it's not good. I think I could be the problem. You got to look at what the common denominator is, and it's always me.
0: Yeah, it's happened. I mean, it happened. So, welcome to the show. It is so cool to have you here, man. And um, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, how, how's it going? How's everything for you?
1: It's good. I just saw my buddy Josh, jiu-jitsu mate from Australia, is watching this. Hey, man. Um. Josh, so I did a bit of jujitsu a few years uh, maybe a couple of years ago, and this guy came in and like no experience and just messed everyone up yeah. day one and just kept doing it day two, day three. Um, hey, I'll, I'll stop doing that, a few friends jumping in. So yeah, everything's going well, man. I've been in LA for the last uh, nearly five months. I think I'm starting to lose track. Um, so that's why I get a little bit excited, see a couple of mates from Australia jumping in. That's How cool. are you going, man?
0: Yeah, uh, same here, you know, just uh, working with this here for a while. We're also relaxing a little bit. It, it, it's, been a, it's been a crazy week, but, um, but hey, I mean, we're here. And I uh, also have been trying to, I mean, the the weather lately, it's way too hot, you know what I mean? Like, way too hot, it's getting me crazy sometimes.
1: Where where are you based, sorry? I just uh, Mexico. Mexico, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's crazy over there. It's, um, we've got the Grey May and Gloom June here. I don't know if you've heard that expression before. I hadn't heard it, but it's basically just May and June is very, very great, grey skies. So it's kind of prepping the climate for um, for the hot July, August period, I think. That's what I've read. Um, so yeah, I'm based on Venice Beach at the mm. moment, which is good, it just got a new lease. I'm actually sitting on the floor because <laughs> cool. I've got no furniture yet at all. I just moved in a couple of days ago. So just still, still kind of getting settled with the whole LA thing. I hadn't really committed to the full experience. I was doing Airbnb's. Kind of like, oh, I might go home in a few months. I'll see if I'm enjoying it. And I just uh signed a twelve month lease. So um exciting, bit nervous. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I know
0: yeah. what, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a moment uh, that I used to live in Germany and um uh, yeah. I mean it was amazing. I loved it there. The weather was even though it most of the time was was cloud well it was cloudy. But it was just I mean, I'm the type of guy that, that the cool the colder it is, the happier I am. So I was just—I well, mean, when when uh, I remember that um that when snow came, I was just so happy. I was like, yes, yes. And even though everybody was, you know, like unhappy, you know, or, or like Ugh, I hate snow. I was like you gotta be kidding me. You don't know what yeah. you're talking about. I mean, I invite you to yeah. my country. And even though when it's cloudy, it's still hot. You know, like hotter. Yeah. Day, you know. So whenever yeah. we get like small taste of cold, we're uh, um, we're like, oh, yes, finally. But um, but yeah, it's, See, I
1: think I'm I think I'm more of a summer player, but that could be the Melbourne in me. Melbourne's winters are, we don't get anything fun. We don't get any snow or anything like that. It's just kind of windy and miserable and always sort of spitting rain, and it's kind of a bit like that at any point throughout the year. So when summer hits and you get some hot days, it's uh, you suddenly realise what a great city Melbourne is. So yeah. I think that's um, that's why I like this summer. So I love it. I
0: love it, man. So uh... Well, what can I say? I mean, welcome to the show. And um, it's so cool to have you here. I mean, we finally make it happen. I know we have planned it for a couple of weeks now, but uh, you know, like the last time I was just feeling like way super sick, like way super sick. I ended up like uh, at the place that I work to have, like, you know, like uh, you can go outside and do grab something to eat. And you know, that was kind of the breaking point for me to feel like, yeah, I don't feel too good. I'm too, too good yeah. to it. But hey, we, we got this now. So jumping straight to the interview now, tell me like how, you, right. how your acting career started.
1: How it started, well, I uh, was working in advertising at a radio station, Um, smiling, because Hoss, who might, you know what the problem is, just very quickly as a side note, if you join one of these videos and you're like one of three people that's joined, I'm gonna know if you get out of there. And I've been in that situation, where you just wanna have a a little look for like five minutes, and then you're like, "Um, I can't leave this anonymously. No, you can't. Dave, you can't. Aaron, you can't. Neither can you. Oh, someone, someone has left. Though. I want to find out who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, feel free to come and go. Um, answering your question, uh, yeah, I was working in advertising, and I was sitting right next to, and I had no acting experience. This was about ten years ago. I was sitting next to the uh, the creative writing team, which was only two guys. And hey, mate, Aaron. Um, two guys just writing all the commercials for all of the ads, well, a lot of the ads that would go to air. And I just casually asked them, can I do some voiceovers for you guys? And they just flat out said, absolutely not. You need to be a professional actor to do that. You can't just come in and and start doing doing voiceovers. But I persisted in asking them for about six months. And eventually they said yes, and let me do a couple of demos, meaning sort of ads that weren't necessarily going to air but we were gonna to showcase to the client what it might yeah. sound like. Um, and the first one I ever did was for WorkSafe, which is, um, as, as you would imagine Victoria, it's like making sure that you're staying safe at work. And, and that was the first demo that I did. And I did that for about 12 months for free, didn't get paid. And then after that period, I started getting a little bit of money. They started paying me for some of them. That was how I negotiated it. And when I left, uh, I just started building that, and building that. No, that's the majority of my income has probably come from, has come from from voiceovers. So that's how I got started. And then I just started doing acting classes and kind of little short films and
0: anything like it, and,
1: and theater. Um, and it sort of grew from there. And it's still, still growing. <laughs>
0: there you go. There you go. But you know, it, it's so interesting that sometimes, you know, like, um, yeah, like those type of stuff come, you want them and then, it's like the right thing to you. I mean, it is like the right thing for your life. You know what I mean. That instantly everything starts to connect here and there, and you get the chance to do this and then that. You know, like everything you start to um, to connect um, with yeah. everything. So I do believe mm-hmm. that when that happens, it's basically like like life telling you that like you got it. You know, like you got the right path here. Because sometimes, I mean, even mm-hmm. though you think that you're in the right one, you know, you can force things up, and it just ended up being this huge mess. You know, so.
1: Well, yeah, that's right. And, and when I, it was funny that advertising, which I had done by the time I left, I had done it for 10 years, but advertising was what kind of led me into acting I said, yeah. in a way because I was doing those voiceovers. It's not really, I had other friends that were acting that inspired me to kind of leave completely that industry. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I hated working in advertising so much. I was just a shell of myself you know I really was I didn't like going into the office and I was constantly causing problems for the office <laughs> you know getting into trouble all the time because mm. I just was sort of sabotaging the whole experience I didn't want to be there yeah, yeah. Um, so rather than leaving on a good note I left on a really bad note and but that, that kind of propelled me into action I guess in, in yeah. terms of building that acting career up but it did funnily enough even though I, I hated doing it it was the thing that you know the avenue that um kind of led me into a paid acting career through the voiceover stuff so you know it, it paid off
0: yeah absolutely absolutely i mean and now that you mentioned that i mean for example i used to work for this uh for this trucking company based in the us and um i worked for i worked there for three years and because they fired me that basically fueled everything to mount this whole operation so yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of funny, but at the same time, mean thank God it happened because yeah, I could totally get. I was totally unhappy there. What'd you get fired for? Yeah, we just constantly like like whatever they would say, I would be like, ugh, this guy again. Or even I remember that my supervisor was. I mean, he's still a dick. That's for sure. But um, but man, I mean, he was at uh, that at that moment we were doing like home, like home office, and he was like constantly like like where are you what like you you have an answer and and you were like dude, it's been like. A minute that I told you that everything's yeah. fine. Now you're asking me again. Are you kidding me? Or you know, like things like that. Until a moment in which I was like, you know what, I'm fed up. I don't care anymore. You know, I was like, you know what, whatever happens, I don't care. You know, I've been working this for three years. I don't see myself going somewhere. You know, I was just feeling like, like a hamster, just at the same yeah. wheel over and over. And yeah, maybe I ended up firing me one day. And I was, you know what, I'm just gonna start a podcast. And of course, later on, I had to find a temporary job which I love. Uh, to pay bills you know but um yeah yeah
1: Yeah. i think that's the thing though like for me i don't like having just one job that i go to with one boss and one group of people that i see every day because usually my pattern seems to be when i would have a job like that in an office everything would go really well for the first few months and then it would start to sort of fall apart because Mm -hmm. i just kind of can't keep doing the same thing, the same people, the same boss and talking to me maybe in a way that was irritating me one day and the next day and the next day and it's just a grind on me. Yeah. Whereas with acting, it's, it's really, it's funny, like when I do my tax return, I get like, you know, 30 different payment summaries um, of all the different people that I've worked for throughout yeah. the year because it's a different group of people every day and I can kind of, if I can't keep it together for one day, in a voiceover, then something wrong with me, I think. So it's always uh, a pleasant experience, I think, just splitting it up like that yeah. and spreading it out, you know?
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, tell me, like, a little bit about your performances and uh, what did you enjoy the most when you were, you know, like, uh, in the making uh, um, uh, on those, uh, from those projects?
1: Yeah. Just give me one second. I'm just going to close this. Yeah. You know, you
0: know. It's um,
1: Um, It's funny that Aaron, who might not still be there, I'm not sure, but um, it was someone that joined before. I did a play that I really loved. I think that was the best experience I had at a uh, theater called Q44, and it was Mm -hmm. a play that I'd worked on uh, studying in class for a really long time called Hurley Burley. It's quite a famous play. Bradley Cooper talked about it in his um, interview on Inside the Actors Studio. Um, I played the same character he played, called Phil. So you might say, we the same, Bradley and I, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but that was awesome. Yeah, great group of people, wonderful experience, really sad when it was over. I only went for a few weeks, but it was just an independent theater uh, play in, in Victoria, in Melbourne, where I'm from. And, and um, yeah, it's just such a great play. If you're, if you're an actor and you haven't read that play, even if you're not someone who really likes reading plays, and I... <laughs> I'm not really. I love reading them when I, when I have like when I have a, a reason to, whether it's in class or a, a play yeah. that I'm working on. I, I always love it. I'm just a terrible at, at you know, proactively picking anything up to read. But if you are an actor and you aren't reading plays and you haven't read Hurley Burley, that's a cracker. So I, I loved doing that play. And I really tra- changed, I think this probably feeds into maybe something you might ask later, but you know, I was really, really skinny up until I was about 30 and then I got the role in that play and he was described as quite big and muscular. Muscular and anxious is how he was described
0: okay.
1: at the first description of him. Um, <laughs> Phil, a muscular, anxious man enters and I was just not that at all. So I, inspired by Christian Bale and all these guys that bulk go, up. I, mean. I just hit it and I hit the gym every day for like nine months and ate everything. And I'm not gonna say that I looked anything like Christian Bale or Hugh Jackman or any of those guys, but I put on 20 kilos and I was uh, definitely, definitely a lot more imposing physically than I was. So I, yeah. I was pretty proud of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, getting into those routines, that's, you know, that is, that is crazy. I remember that a friend of mine, we got like this, um, I mean, that was like years back. And we got this idea that, that you know, like, like, let's have, let's Let's build up like a superhero you know like um, yeah. i don't know Thor, captain america and so on so we were like yeah let's do this and i don't, rem- and I don't remember but we found out like uh, this routine from this actor i don't remember which one but anyway we did try it <clears throat> after like a week we could have we were like almost dying and after two weeks we we're like you know what this is this, is, this is, like we were it was too much you know it was a moment in which you know what it's better if, if, if you find like your own I mean, especially because at that moment, I was telling him like, you know what, we're not actors, you know, nobody's gonna hire us for anything, so it doesn't <laughs> make any sense, in, you know, like pushing each other to the limit on that. So let's just take those, a team, you know?
1: Those workouts that those guys post are generally for people that are, you know, getting close to that but can't quite get that last bit yeah. of fat off and need to put a bit more muscle on if you're starting from zero you've got to start slowly and i'm constantly starting from zero so i'll go really hard for three months and then that sort of check good. out for a few yeah. months a little bit and off, that's just my balance i always tell myself not this time i'm going to stick with it for two years this time <laughs> and that just doesn't happen yeah some of those workouts are- I'm the same. I've done those like Thor workouts and stuff, and go, Jesus Christ, I'm doing this every day. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's crazy. It's crazy. And um, and you know, like how you usually prepare a character. Now we understand, of course, that usually uh, that usually depends, role, right? But what usually, let's say, that kind of sets you up into this, uh, into this process of <coughs> making, yeah, making someone basically.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting question because that play I talked about was uh, founded on the Strasbourg method which I was studying at the time and I don't use that anymore I just personally don't I, I went through that for a few years and it was and it was it worked brilliantly for Hurley burly. so everyone's got their own method but right now what I'm doing uh, I studied at a school called Brave in Victoria and then Anthony Mindell here in LA. And the new school of thought, and again, this is there's so many methods, there's no right or wrong, this is what I'm doing at the moment, it's really, there's no character creation, I don't do any of that. I just, Anthony Mindell said something really interesting, he said that the, the character description that you get as an actor is not is not for you, it's for the casting director. Yeah, and what he means by that is that so often you get a, 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 a Those are your dogs?
0: Yeah, they're getting crazy because there is like this house party, like like across, you know, like a oh, nice of the way. And uh, are you gonna go? No, are you gonna know. go they to get, the party? There are like some little kids running, like running uh, around the street, and my dogs. Of course, they get, uh, they get, uh, they get, um, they get crazy because they, because yeah, I mean, uh, dogs. Uh but I just hate they it. Because, want to...
1: You know, yeah. I just uh but anyway, uh, if it gets too if it gets too annoying, I'll that's fine then. Uh, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll put it inside back in house. As well. No, that's that's fine. I was just curious. Um Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Give me
0: one second, man. I'm sorry. I'm... this is... right. <laughs> give, me just, give me just one second. I'll, ent- I'll just... entertain everybody. Yeah.
1: Who's still left? I've never done one of I've never done one of these. Oh Aaron's still there. Aaron I think you might be the, uh, someone else. Staz Plo. Hi, Staz Plo. You still there? Guess it's just the three of us. (laughs) I would engage with you guys more, but there's uh, not a lot more to say. <laughs> yeah, he's back. We got it. Yeah. Um, you got yeah,
0: it. And it's so, and it, it's, so, uh, it's interesting because so so I got three dogs. One of them it's a pit bull, and my neighbors constantly think that my pit bull it's a killer. But he's not. I mean, he's like the sweetest dog ever. But because he's a pit bull, you know. Because yeah, I read like, an article about that the
1: other day. I was, I was, I was curious about that, that um, the studies have shown that staffies, which are known as being uh, really friendly and people yeah. aren't, and the studies showed that they're actually, in terms of their potential aggression and the, and the history of, you know, aggressive acts, they're, they're actually pretty even and, and they're not that high. It's usually, you know, I think I think that stuff comes down to the owner. I really, and I think that, that, that because they have an aggressive reputation, I think they attract people that want an aggressive dog, which gives you an idea of the owner, right? And that's obviously not always the case, like you and a lot of people that probably have them, So, Yeah, um,
0: I, I actually find that dog tied to a pole. You know? what? Oh, yeah? Lucky.
1: Yeah, so you've, you've adopted it, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, uh had like two months at that, like three, four months, I think, that that, 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 wow. that had it. And he was just tied to a pole, and then I was like, just looking around, like, well, if nobody's gonna... You know I even waited up like a, like an an hour hour and a half and I was like well I just uh, waited too long so I'll take this dog to my house just just, just
1: abandoned I just left him there. yeah
0: they, they yeah they left him abandoned I was like well wow. oh, it's mine now but um but yeah you know what I ended up with what I mean every now and then when um, when someone tells me like oh so is your dog aggr- uh, aggressive and I would say I mean to me and to and to friends of mine he's the best but I would say that I mean it's like a it's kind of a yeah, i would say that maybe it's like the whole like a human because if you raise it in a hostile and aggressive environment of course that he will be ended up being you know like all hostile and uh and, and aggressive all the time but um but on my end i mean he's cool of course that uh, when random with random people he barks but uh but nothing like you know like most people would uh, would say that uh, that they're killers and all that stuff
1: yeah 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 um no i'm with you so yeah, going back to what I was saying yeah. before, um, yeah, he was saying that Anthony mindell was saying that the character descriptions are not yeah. for you; they're for the casting director, and that was a great little light bulb moment because constantly you get a you get a description and it says he's a bit of a bad boy or he's a bit of a goofball or he's a bully, yeah, and so you instantly go uh, bad bad boy, I get my leather jacket on, or, or you know he's a bully. Uh, trying to think of biff from back to the future and how does a bully act rather than just me thinking well how have i acted when i've been a bully before you know and being a little bit more honest with my flaws yeah but also also the positive sides of me as well so i always just bring myself to characters that doesn't mean that i just play the exact same version of myself every time right because we've got all these different versions got the William that walks into a room, like into a party that he's, you know, and he's on his own. Like that's one version of me. And then you've got the William that, you know, um, hangs out with his friends and his family. And the shy version of me, you've got the little boy version of me that I can still remember. I've got the version of me that I pretend to be when I'm, I don't know, trying to impress somebody or something like that. You know, there's all these different layers that we put on, you know, rather than being completely vulnerable. So I I access all those different things, um, if that makes sense. And just, I, I just try to think about, all right, so obviously this person isn't me. But I just think, well, what would it be like if I was in that circumstance? So if they've got kids and I don't have kids, I just do my best to imagine what that would be like. You know, it's really that simple. Um, if they're in circumstances I haven't been in, I'll try and think of similar circumstances that I've been in um, so that I can I can bring that out. But what I used to do was, yeah, really transform everything about, try and build a brand new person from the ground up. And that just was confusing the hell out of me. It was really just doing my head in. It's like, you know, changing the way i was walking change the way i was talking you know um everything and it, it was just confusing me so i just don't i don't really try not to do that anymore it's hard enough being in, a, in, in america we have to put on an accent because that's obviously not me already so there's already yeah. going to be things in there that aren't a part of who i am i try and strip as much of the other stuff away and just bring me
0: yeah i mean it's a whole yeah it's a whole <laughs> other process here and what would you say like that are some of the challenges you know uh, when That someone might have
1: when they are in this process of creating a character. Well, I don't. Every as I said, everyone's different, right? Like, yeah. there's going to be people listening to this, you know, that will say you should absolutely create a brand new person and create a brand new character, and you know, just playing yourself is not the way to go. Just, uh so everyone's different, right? I just know that if I had to give advice to my younger self, it would just be stop overthinking everything because I still do it. I still still overthink everything. That's sometimes part of the process, but trying to think, oh, who is this character that I've got to create? Is a complicated, complicated question to answer. And sometimes you've got an audition and you've got to audition for it in the next hour or two, or you've got to be on set in a day or two yeah. And so clouding your mind with, I've got to create a brand new person just seems way too uh, complicated to me. I think just like simplifying it, why is that character there? What do they want to achieve? And bring yourself to that to that circumstance. That's you that's what I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like on your experience, what would you say it's important for storytelling? Um,
1: I think it just needs to be honest. Yeah, and it needs to know what the story is supposed to be, and I might struggle to. Answer. Um, all, all I know is that, like, I've I've written some stuff with a friend of mine, Lee. I think I just saw, yes, Lee's on, yes, um, and that was a comedy. I think comedy's a little bit easier in some ways because you don't have to worry so much about the implications of what you're writing. But I think with drama, like I've been handed a couple of things before from friends and that's, and I've kind of looked at it and go like, why why is it that I'm not really into this? Like, why don't I want to be a part of this? Like, I'm up for playing characters that are really flawed. It could be, they could be murderers, you know, as dark as you want to go, I'm interested but that character has to be treated the right way. And what I mean by that is that they, they can't, they have to either be redeemed in the end somehow by an action, or they have to be judged for their actions. So if you've got a character that's really misogynistic, for example, I'm thinking of something that I was given, really misogynistic and just sort of getting away with it. And, and then at the end, he gets the girl. I don't know, to me that doesn't ring that doesn't ring true. That doesn't ring that doesn't that doesn't feel like an honest story. It sounds like someone's not really sure what story they're kind of trying to tell yet. Or at the very least, it's not something I necessarily want to really be a part of. I'm interested in playing that character if we're really looking at that kind of behavior, you know. So I just think a story needs to be true and honest and clear on what it's trying to what the story is about. And then you can have all sorts of characters flawed and otherwise within that that help tell that story. Yeah. I hope that answered that question
0: yeah absolutely And i mean now that you mentioned that i mean we can we can see it sometimes here and there like with this um yeah you know, this block a huge blockbuster films right that they that you can totally tell that they are forcing like the story and it just doesn't connect at all and yeah sometimes yeah we will see with not so with, with not so big budget films that they ended up being like this huge success because they made it simple and likeable and everybody just loved the story and for themselves, you know what I mean? So I do agree on that, that, uh, that the more kind of a relatable, or I would say not relatable, but honest, you know, like to yourself and the audience, they would appreciate it and they would for sure love it. That if you just try to pretend something else, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think what you said is actually great and, and, and a little bit different to what I said actually, but, but probably... I agree with that more actually. Is the jamming politically correct stuff into stories is really happening a lot now, and, and it's it's irritating. It's irritating when you see it happening. Um, I didn't watch much of it, but I I know that like the um, the Sex in the City and just and just like that. <laughs> That had a lot of that in there. The First, I watched ten minutes of it and I was like, "Wow, they're really jamming a lot of politically correct stuff in as much as they could it yeah, it's just being really woke." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um,
0: yeah exactly.
1: It's like, yeah. What, is that is that a story? Is that got anything to do with the story that you wanted to tell? Like, you know, the it don't. It's it's not in there for that reason. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, totally.
0: I get. I hate when they do that. I like to films, TV shows that they will try to politicize something, and then you're like. I mean, that's not the point, you know, you're, you know, like you're watching a totally different thing and then they try to put their like their agendas on it. And I, I personally hate when they do that because then I'm like, that's totally against from what I'm watching right now. And they suddenly put this like on your face, you know, like chug on that. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And now what advice could you give to, you know, those who are recently started acting, let's say that I'm, that I'm going to
1: jump into acting, what would you say to me that, you know, that I'm just, which I don't know anything about um, I'm just laughing because my friend Lee said start plugging beers with Lee and Will, which was a podcast that I did <laughs> 10 years ago with Lee we did two episodes and both times our um, engineer that we are working with, Arthur we love Arthur <laughs> But both times, we rock in the studio to finish it off. You just had a little bit left to do because it was pre-recorded. Arthur. Oh, you're joking me. They've deleted it. What? Yeah, they've deleted it. The first time we went in and he said that, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, I put it on this file. It was a file open to the, the, the it was it a radio station. It was just a shared file and someone's come and cleared it out. I'm like, oh, man, okay. These things happen, right? Yeah. Episode two, come in to finish some stuff off. You're joking me. Not again. <laughs> What's happened, Arthur?
0: They've deleted it again.
1: <laughs> so he's put it in the same folder and it's been deleted again. So that was it for the Beers with Liam Will. But if you do want to check it out, I'm sure it's somewhere. And it was uh, it was awful. Frankly, it was awful. So yeah. if, you, if you want to laugh. Uh, what was the question, guys? What did your question Oh, uh, the advice. I don't know. Uh, the question was, um, yeah, what advice could
0: you give to, mm-hmm. you know, those mm-hmm. who are recently started acting? Like on your extreme? What advice would you say that's important?
1: Yeah, okay, well, I I do think I can give advice on that because the first thing you just wanna do is just go to an acting class, that's it. Um, Go to an acting class and see if you even like acting because I think the problem with acting is that it is connected to fame and Hollywood and all these, Glamorous red carpets that you see in the Oscars yeah. and all that stuff. And, and so sometimes people are getting, have, have gotten confused with, do I want to be an actor or do I want to be famous?
0: Sure.
1: Um, and Hollywood is very seductive like that. Uh, that's probably another another question to answer. But I tend to go off on tangents on these things. <laughs> so feel free to just rein me in. Um, but uh, yeah, I go to an acting class if you even like acting. That's what I did. So my friend Lee went uh he left advertising to be an actor and i and he started doing well out of that and i thought well if he can do it if he can do it anyone can do it
0: <laughs> no Absolutely. i thought well, if he, right. if he can
1: yeah, do yeah, it sure. and i reckon i i reckon i can do it as well so i actually went to the same school that he went to i did some classes and i was like i actually really do enjoy this um so that's the first thing and then all the other stuff is just pragmatic kind of logistical stuff and you can get really Confused and and overwhelmed, overwhelmed is the word I was looking for. If you start um, overthinking, how do I get an agent? How would I start working in LA? Uh, you know, and everything else. So, um, just go to an acting class. That's step one, and it's great because that then you'll you'll instantly grow your network of, of friends that are also actors. In one class, you've straight away got. 14, 15 other people that are doing exactly what you want it to be doing. Some of them have been doing it for five years. You can ask them for advice. You've got teachers there, you can ask for advice. And slowly, people start inviting you to be part of their short films and their web series and things and you get a little bit of experience on indie sets and things just kind of will will grow from from that and your interests will... Some people start acting and they go, actually, I think I want to be a writer or I want to be a director. But you know, it's a great avenue into all those different parts of the industry, I think.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like what motivates you, man? I mean, we all have those days, you know, that you want to quit. You know, we think that, I mean, that it's been a waste of time. Like getting inside into all of this uh, toxic bus, let's say, it's way too easy. But for you, what usually put your feet back on the ground so you can continue pursuing the things you like the most?
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I reckon it's both ends of the spectrum for me on that. Like, when I'm doing well, when I'm getting a lot of positive reinforcement, whether it's being cast in things or that's the main one, really, you know, more things I get cast in, in a short space of time, then I'll start thinking, all right, we're good. We're doing it. This is all going well. I'm earning money. I'm getting, I'm doing the work I really love doing. Um, this is going well, but then conversely when things are going horribly, that'll propel me into action as well. So the first scenario when things are going well, I kind of sit back and enjoy it. The other scenario when things, you know, when I haven't been casting something for a while, money's starting to run low um, and the stress starts to build, it's like, all right, well, if I just sit here and keep doing this, I have no money again, like I did in my 20s, I'm going to have no, nothing's going to change you know propelling to action i play a lot of music in melbourne so that's always been an avenue for me too in terms of um earning money but also just uh, you know being creative uh, that's sort of my rule is everything i do needs to to earn money needs to be something creative yeah. and usually in the performing arts so if I'm having one of those flat periods, it'll be right, I'm gonna hit hit the bars in Melbourne, start trying to get some new gigs, walk into some bars and start trying to sell myself and get some new live performances going. Um, and yeah, just it might, I might be making something as well, like being proactive and then making something independent, uh, like a web series or a short film or something like that. Um, so there's always something you can do.
0: Yeah. And one of the, in some of the comments here, it says, Getting to use Tom Cruise impression, you'll think he's here the Top guy himself.
1: Yeah, I would love to do that, but um, my voice is pretty cooked at the moment. So I, I think I could do justice to my Tom Cruise do it impression. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, when you want, do it. And, thanks for, uh, just tag me thanks in for, for throwing
1: me out of the bus, Lee.
0: Well, that's <laughs> all he's it, good yeah. for. Me. I love it. And, you know, like my last question here is, you know, like what can we expect from you in the future? I mean, yeah. Do um, you mean like, what am I in that's coming up or? Yeah, like in general, I mean, yeah, like in general, well, let's uh, let's put it all, all together here.
1: Yeah, well, look, uh, for me, minimum 12 more months in LA, so roughly 18 months. Um, I, I've just done an episode of the Sex Lives of College Girls, which is a, <laughs> I thought it was a porn film when I got cast in it, uh, or a porn series. <laughs> Yeah. But it's not, it's a, it's a legitimate show that's very popular and not, as an actor I probably should have known that. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was lucky, really lucky to do a, a role on that because as an actor coming here, you know, I was lost. It was like starting all over again. Um, I had no representation, I had no yeah. network of people here. So within a few weeks, I got an agent and I got cast on Warner Brothers Show. That was a big confidence booster, big one. And then I did uh, a Netflix film called We Have a Ghost, um, which comes out this year as well. So um, I was lucky enough to do a, I kind of had to write my own monologue for that. And then then, uh, that'll be used. that monologue that I I use in the audition will be used in the film. So Mm. that's kind of cool too. And really, I, I don't know, like I don't really think about this place as being a make it or break it you know, experience and acting in general. I don't think about it like that. I used to. You know, I think we get. I think that's what I was saying earlier was that, you know, it, it's so binary to the to our friends and family. It's like, how long are you going to give it? That's mm-hmm. a common question. Like, how long are you going to give it? And I always kind of say, what? Well, I'm I'm earning a living doing this. I love doing this. I did a job I hated. I love doing. It. If if all I get to do for the rest of my life is voiceovers and play gigs in Melbourne and you know do a few guest roles on some tv shows here and there and, and commercials um that's okay with me the only reason i've come here is to see what else is out there like to see what other opportunities there are because there's so many opportunities here in la you know i've had more auditions for television and film here in the last couple of months than i've had my entire 10 years in melbourne so that's that's why i'm here to see what it is see what happens and build my cv up and then um, will see, see where I feel like going with that, staying here or going home, you know? It's just about having an experience for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you know what? I'm super sure that you're gonna kill it Into at some point that, you know, that everybody's gonna know about you and who knows? Maybe at some point you will even get your own action figure. That would be cool.
1: Yeah, I don't think people want to, I don't think people want a William Prescott action figure. I really don't think they want that. I would like to have that, but what would they do with it, Dan? what would you do with a william prescott action figure and i know you probably meant like a superhero action figure that i happen to play but i want to ask you now i'll ask you the questions now i'm doing the interview yeah yeah yeah,
0: hit me
1: (laughs) what would you do with a william prescott action figure nothing to
0: be honest because the reason why i wouldn't buy it
1: (laughs) shelly shelly wants it you see shelly old friend she would have a william prescott action figure
0: i mean so here's the thing. He it So if you got your own action figure, right? And so what I, would, what I would do is this I will tell you if you can sign it up. So once you sign it, then I'll see how the market is going, you know? And probably sell it later on. Or, or no, 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 no. I'll just keep it. Yeah. I like, I like, like. Keep it in like, the box.
1: Like, yeah. Keep it in the I box.
0: Like, I like, like, the whole memorabilia stuff. So I will definitely keep it. Yeah i will
1: do that you never know you never know that could that could take off do you know what i was thinking the other day i've still got all my basketball cards from uh, i think every every male uh anyway has uh, and maybe some girls all right i don't know but i certainly know that all the boys in the like 80s 90s so i was born in 84 michael jordan my basketball cards everyone had them that's all you did was just trade basketball cards and I've still got folders and folders of those cards. When Michael Jordan cocks it, those cards are gonna be worth playing. Now, it doesn't happen for a long time, but it's gonna happen one day. And when it does, I'm gonna be rich. Yeah. This whole acting once and finally.
0: Yeah, you know, um, a friend of mine, his got a, he got got a ball from, uh, from Maradona. You know, seen a football player, and uh, he passed a couple of years ago. But uh, when I, of course, that keeps uh, the ball out. But the other was like, "You sell it, man. You can, you can make a fortune of it." (laughs) He passed away a couple of years, you know. So his signature, it's now expensive. and he was, yeah, I won. But doesn't let me his, so I'm just.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a movie. There's a movie. You know, had a, suddenly his father died, he sleep one day had that. Happen. Gets the ball, gets the ball. There's a
0: movie, in that is definitely. Yeah, yeah so um, we should make that movie. Yeah, we should definitely. And, um, I'm actually, I'm actually I'm to come to LA uh, in, in a couple of months.
1: Oh, so. do that. It'd be great. Um, I don't know anybody, so you know, hang out. So,
0: you know. Now, <laughs> I'll let you know and um, but yeah back with the question actually action yeah, figure that was man well, I will you know if for all of the actors the interview will put their own action figure in there just keep it you know uh, kind of memorable and also uh, kind of in the yes. background you know to put it on the podcast I mean I've been thinking if at one point I manage people to go to LA and have like make like interviews face to face have like yeah. a, you know like those photos and you just it, like in the background like all of the interviews
1: there you know things like Do you that. watch it. Have you have seen a called po- inside you with
0: Michael
1: I he, he does that I, I really love that podcast. he played looser in small anything yeah. Superman I'm, I'm all all over it and he, so he played like he originally started it with a lot of people from the cast, but I see he's like keeping say on and he's, and, um, yeah. Uh, now I'm going blank these people he people on scrap he doesn't anyway with the ball so
0: yeah I will definitely do that whatever they will make it if they read these like merchants so I will just get it because I mean the, yeah. end the cool things that, uh, that I do love is that uh, have been able to interview like so many people is uh, we will get like a poll, you know like uh, or like, or my favorite whenever them on TV film and then I, can I know that person, that is really cool and uh, um, and yeah I will, I will definitely do something like that at point, but, uh, here we are yeah. but um, as I was here I mean you're, I'm super sure at some point you're definitely going to the fact that you're doing it because you love it because it is interesting as a simple as it may sound I mean we all know sometimes uh, it takes to someone Find the fact that they want to do right? the fact you're doing. It, I mean, it's more that at some point it's going to up and then going to definitely know from you from all over the world because it is really cool. And I just and I wait for it, man. More epic stuff happen to you because that's for sure.
1: That. Uh, that's a lovely thing man. I really appreciate that. Thanks.
0: Cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, oh, I mean, I'm I not watching this right now too much. If you're watching later here, YouTube or on your work, are you listening on Spotify or podcast? Make sure William and all media. I would say it's beautiful. Go follow him. Let's make viral. Hashtag William because some he's badass. I send you off. I need to send you off with an epic set. You If you have seen my episodes before, you know exactly what it's about. But I can surprise you. Well, let me just show you. I
1: didn't know it was coming. I- but it feels appropriate. At
0: some point, at some point have live audience. you know how it, is. So, um, uh, COVID. in the meantime, uh? bloody COVID. Otherwise, we'd stadium something, right? Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. That's going to happen here, Staples um, Center. In the meantime, man, keeping uh, them.
1: Thank you, brother. You too. really appreciate
0: you me on this. Okay.